The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome back to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. We're so thankful you joined us today. This podcast is sponsored by Zion Primitive Baptist Church, located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's about 10 miles north of Gordo and 10 miles north of Reform, Alabama. So if you're ever in the area or if you live in this area, please come visit us. We meet at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. every Sunday, and we meet at 630 p.m. on the first and third Wednesday nights. We would love to have you join us for worship. Today, we have part two of the sermon entitled, Our Focus in 2022, taken from Psalm 146, which begins and ends with the phrase, Praise ye the Lord. Surely praising the Lord ought to be our focus in 2022. Now here's a song from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church congregation that we hope you enjoy, followed by part two of our focus in 2022.
part two of our focus in 2022. But notice verse five, we can count on God. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help. The word happy there is blessed. It's the same word ultimately that's in Psalm chapter one and verse one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. You see, it's blessed. You will be blessed to count on God. You can count on God himself. You know, that's what he said in Malachi, didn't he, in the third chapter, about the sixth verse. He says, I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. You know why you're sitting here today? It's because he is God and he changes not. I'm so thankful that he doesn't change. I'm so thankful that God is not a fickle God. That's why I'm so thankful that salvation is in his hands. Because you see, we can count on God. I can't count on me. You can't count on yourself. I can't count on you to get me to heaven. But I can count on God to do what he said he would do. The angel came and said, he shall save his people from their sins. And praise God, he did it. You know why he did it? Because he's a God that changes not. People often ask us, what do you believe down there at that little primitive Baptist church? I believe you can count on God for salvation. That's what I believe. I believe that when he said he would do it, he did it. You know, we're told in Romans, the eighth chapter there, as he starts talking about all the things that work together for our good, it's not everything without exception, but it's all the things God is doing for us. He says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. I see no place for man in there and praise God. You know what? You know what my prayer is most of the time? Most of the time, my prayer is, Lord, don't let me screw it up. You ever been there? You know, things are going well, or I'm doing something. It's, it's, oh, it looks like we're, you know, I was, I was a lineman in, in football, okay? I was a lineman. I did handle the football because I was a center. But once I got the football out of my hands, I never had to touch it again. And praise God, because I felt like I would be the guy that would get that ball and be running down there and get on the one-yard line and fumble it. Because <laughs> I, I, do you not find, maybe you're not like me, but I, I think you are. Do you not find yourself just, just almost messing, well, not almost, many times messing things up? That's my prayer is, Lord, don't let me mess, don't let me mess it up. Don't let me mess this up. It's going, you're doing so much for us, God. You're doing so much for me. Don't let me mess it up. I am so thankful he didn't insert Chris into Romans chapter 8 and verse 29, 30, and 31. Because if he put me in there, I'd have messed it up. And that's what Brother Luke Hagler it's preached so many times here. I always go back to that message. He said, back when I believed, I had to do something to get saved. He said, I accepted Jesus a thousand times. He said, I did it one time publicly, came down and got baptized. He said, but then every time the preacher opened the doors of invitation, I'd do it again saying, Lord, I don't know if I got it right the last time. I hope I was sincere enough. I hope I made it the right choice in the right way. I hope I meant it like I should. But if I didn't then, Lord, I'll do it again right now. Now listen, we ought to recommit to God every day. 
Every time that we have opportunity, every time it comes to our mind, we ought to recommit our lives and our hearts to God. But beloved, praise God. It's not about what I did to get to heaven. It's about what He did to get me there. Whom He did foreknow before the foundation of the world. We're told that He knew us. Whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. From before the foundation of the world, He knew a people. He chose a people. And at the end of time, they'll be conformed to His image. Why? Not because of anything they did, but because of all all that he did and by the way don't ever get this idea it's us four no more don't let anybody tell you anything about the chosen few because that's not what the bible teaches he said he's the firstborn among many brethren he said whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he that is the lord jesus christ might be the firstborn among many brethren and then moreover whom he did predestinate then he also called he didn't leave it up to us to lay hold on the Holy Spirit and born ourselves again. A dead man can't do anything anyway. Dead man's dead. Dead man doesn't need healing. He doesn't need an offer. He doesn't need, he doesn't need, he needs life. He needs to be made alive. Whom he did predestinate, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. There was nobody hanging on the cross but the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter should have gone. Peter should have been there with him. He should have he said, I'll die with you, Lord. He should have been there. But even if he had, it wouldn't have put away even one sin of Peter's own sins. Oh, but the Lord Jesus Christ justified, not is justifying or will justify. He justified his people from their sins. And oh, I love the last one, glorified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. I know, and I've said it before, we're not glorified yet. You don't look glorified, and I know I don't look glorified. But praise God in the mind and purpose of God, I'm already glorified. You know why? Because I am the Lord. I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We can count on what God has done for us. We can count on what God has given to us. We can count on his word. 1 Kings 8, 56, Solomon says, there hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he hath promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Now, I know he was speaking in the context of the covenant with Abraham and the covenant with David. But listen, beloved, can you, can you answer that question in the same way? Has anything he's promised you ever failed? It's never failed, beloved. Nothing that he's ever promised me. Ever, I've failed him, but he's never failed me. We're told in Psalm 119 and verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The word of God is settled. And by the way, don't let anybody come to you and say, I've heard something new from God. J. Vernon McGee made the statement one time. I heard him on the radio when he was preaching. He said, if God spoke out of heaven today, he'd just repeat something he's already said. <laughs> he's given us all we need right here in this word. We have it. I know there are those that like to add to it, but beloved, God has given us all that we need and also he's given us his church beloved he told Peter in Matthew 16 he said upon this rock I will build my church I know we sometimes say Zion church is my church I say it you know that's I say that's brother Tim's church over at Bethlehem or brother Chris's church and I know what you mean and, and that's, I, I like to see us take ownership. I, I get that, to be bought into the church. We ought to, hey, that's my church. But, but understand when we say that, it's really not our church. It's his church. 
He said, it's my church. He said, I will build my church. You know, you can trust the church that God built, that Christ built. And we're told in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 that it's the pillar and ground of the truth. The truth ought to be in God's church. The truth ought to be spoken in love, but the truth ought to be spoken. By the way, you can't, you can't trust man-made additions, projects, plans, activities. You can't, you can't trust those things. We've got to go back to what God said, what Christ established on the banks of the Jordan River over there. That's what we need, and that's what we can count on. By the way, you can't necessarily trust the members of the church. <laughs> Did you know that? Wait a minute. Wait a time out. We can't trust each other? Well, I hope you can. But I've already talked about it a little bit, that, that I want you to be able to trust me. But I may mess up. I may offend you in some way. I may say something. I promise you it won't be intentionally. I may hurt your feelings. You may hurt my feelings. I know it has happened. I know it will happen. You can't necessarily trust all every single member of every single church to always do the right thing. But guess what? You can't trust yourself to do it either. You say, well, I'm disappointed in Brother Chris. I'm disappointed in Brother Mason or somebody in the church. Uh, they hurt my feelings. You know, what, you know what David said about that? If you don't feel like everything's just like you want it to be, first of all, examine yourself. But second of all, just say, well, look, I'm just going to be a doorkeeper. I'm just going to be a doorkeeper. I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep going to that little old church. I'm going to keep struggling. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to, keep, I'm going to forgive. He said we're to be long-suffering to, to, to one another. You know, at what point did the Lord Jesus Christ say, I've had enough? At what point? And I want to tell you, beloved, nobody's ever offended you or me in this context of church or otherwise in the way we have offended the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about all he's done for you and for me, and think about all the ways we still disappoint him and go directly contrary to his word every day. We can trust him. Notice what he says in verses 6 and 7. He says we're to reverence him. Reverence him. You know why? Look at the verse 6. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is. That sounds like a God that we ought to be in awe of. You know, there's a real sense, don't get me wrong, in which he is our personal savior. He's the friend of sinners. He's the one who loves us with an everlasting love. He's our Abba, Father. But sometimes I think we, we may get too familiar with him in the sense of, you know, he's thinking he's our great, he's just our big buddy in the sky. You know, some of the preaching you hear out there makes you sound like he's just trying so hard to help you out. Because all he wants is, and he just, he just, just is so disappointed when, when things don't go his way. <laughs> well, now look, God is disappointed when we don't do right. God is uh, not happy with us when we don't. But, but he's not our big buddy in the sky that we can just run back and forth to. He is God Almighty. He is God Almighty. Now, don't take that to mean we don't have a direct access to Him through the portal of prayer, through the, through the throne room of grace. We can come directly into His presence, and He does love us. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. That's a loving God. But He is a God that we should fear. He's a God that we should be in awe of, not fear in the sense of being afraid and scared of. We're to come boldly before His throne of grace, but not because we're all that. <laughs> 
Not because of anything in us, but because we've been made righteous through the imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. He made heaven. He made the earth. That's a powerful God. That's an all-powerful God, which keepeth truth forever. You know, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and even now I'm tempted. When I was a kid, I liked to shade the truth a little bit, right? You like to, you know, you ever get caught in a lie by your parents? And I learned a great lesson from that when I was a kid, okay? God knows all your lies. He knows the lies we tell ourselves. He knows the half-truths that really are worse than lies in many ways. He knows the omissions that turn out to be falsehoods, to cause people to think falsely. He keeps truth forever. He knows us. Psalm 139, read it sometime. He knows my down-sitting and my uprising. And notice, though, that even with all, he made heaven, he, he made earth, he's the great creator of all, but listen to this, which executeth judgment for the oppressed which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. He is the high and holy one. He is the keeper of truth. He is righteous and holy and executes judgment. And yet, he is the liberator of the captives. He is the feeder of the hungry. He is the lifter up of those that are bowed down. Verse 8, the Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. I know we don't have any righteousness in ourselves, but that imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ has been imputed to our account, and he loves his children. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. You may see injustice in this world, and we see it every day. We see all kinds of Bad things happening in the world, wickedness in the world. But guess what? The Lord preserves the stranger. You feel like a stranger? I feel like a stranger. I feel like a pilgrim. I don't feel like I'm home. The Lord preserveth the stranger. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. You feel, feel like even your father and your mother have forsaken you? Well, the Lord will take you up. You see, Isaiah tells us this in Isaiah 57 and verse 15. I, I like this verse. Now, now listen, listen to the description of God. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy. That strikes a little fear in my heart, does it not? You high and lofty one, he inhabits eternity. I can't even fathom that. And he is holy and I am not holy. I dwell in the high and holy place. That's where God is. Oh, that scares me. That's a, that's a fearful thing, is it not? To think about God dwelling in the high and holy place. But notice what our God does. He dwells in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Jesus Christ is the friend of sinners. Yes, he's the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. Yes, he dwells in the high and holy place. But as I've heard the old preacher say before, our God sits high, but he looks low. Praise God. We're to reverence him and we're to love him as we look in verses 8 and 9 here. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind, raiseth those that are broken down. 
Over in Matthew chapter 12, and I believe it's verse 20, where he quote, he's quoting, I believe, Zechariah. He says, he says that um, the bruised reed will he not break, the smoking flax will he not quench. I tried to start a fire on a windy day this past week, trying to burn some cardboard. You ever tried to burn cardboard? You need some paper. You need some newspapers to get it going. I, I kept trying to get it, and it would and it'd barely catch up, and I'd do everything I could to protect it from the wind, and it'd just whew, it'd be gone. It'd just blow out. The Lord Jesus Christ is so gentle that his, you know, all it would have taken, and I did. I'd move it around, and I'd mess it up. I'd move it around and put it out. I'd move it here, and I'd move it there, and it put it out. Lord Jesus Christ is so gentle, he won't even blow out that smoking flax that's barely caught a fire. That bruised reed, you know, you ever seen a reed that's already been mashed or a little bit broken? All you got to do is just tap it and it'll fall over. Lord Jesus Christ is so gentle, he will not break the bruised reed. Beloved, we're the smoking flax, we're the bruised reeds of this world. We have hope in this great, holy Savior. How could we not love one such as this? One, he says, he relieves the fatherless. And the, did you know there's no orphans of God? There's no orphans of God. I, I have such a heart for the orphans of this world, but there's no orphans in the family of God. None will be abandoned. abandoned. And finally, we see that we're to serve him. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. He reigns. That means he's in control, not us. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And he ends up, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Beginning and ending. The same as the first verse, so is the last verse. Let me just encourage you this morning that just as Psalm 146 begins and ends with praising the Lord, let us begin and end the year 2022 with a heartfelt hallelujah, praising the one who gave all and did all this for us. Thank you for joining us for the second part of this message from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church about what our focus should be in the new year. Please join us sometime in person if you can. If you're ever in the Gordo area, we meet at 10.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. on every Sunday and the first and third Wednesday nights at 6.30. I'm Pastor Chris McCool, and may the Lord bless you in the upcoming week. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.